Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gundelson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-hosts Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. Welcome to PCP Pop Culture. Oh my god, you know what happened this week? It was like the it was like um I don't know how to put it because I don't know if I've talked about it enough. I know if you see my Twitter, you have how Home Alone 2 is basically like still my guiding path. Kevin <laughs> Kevin McAllister is still the coolest person in the world. Like you're, the you're holiday movie for you're me. Not wrong. When I travel, especially alone, I still even though I'm a grown man and checking into hotels, I still feel like I'm on a plane. I feel like mission I'm like, oh my God, like they're letting me check in. Like, oh my God, I'm home alone. If you became the famous Jordan Ross Myers, and you had to like check into hotels under a pseudonym. Would you use Kevin McAllister? Yeah. Pseudonym? There we go. Well, El Pointo is. He finally got the recognition he deserves. Macaulay Culkin, as I guess he prefers to be called in some circles. I don't, I call people by their characters. Um, he got his star in the Walk of Fame this week. Yeah. Dun-dun. So that was pretty. Cool. And as as happens every time, um, every time a celebrity of note is just now getting a star, people get so confused. They're like, "Well, why didn't he have one sooner?" And we've talked about this on this before. Just the process that goes into getting a star. Um, you know, you, you have to be nominated, which that's actually a pretty not easy process. But you're a huge star, and you do have to pay a fee. But usually, the studio covers that. But like, it is shocking that Macaulay Culkin did not have a star. Because he could have gotten a star mm-hmm. after Home Alone alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was mm-hmm. 10 years old, he could have gotten a star. Um, Maybe he had to wait a little bit too, be, timing wise, I'm thinking, because he was a kid when he did it and the studio could have done it then. And then he kind of, he's at a quieter. But now I think there's enough time to where you could call him a legend. Mm hmm. Like, I mean, the role is iconic. We're what, 30 years out and it's still like, one of the most popular holiday movies in history. So I think now it's st- his his reputation, his career, his image has stood the test of time. Well, it, it, and so I think now except it's the, more than a novelty. There was some slander I saw on the on the X on the Twitter this week, where I saw a lot of people in the replies saying, "How come?" They're being serious. This is just how I how I weep for the future. Is people were like, "How is a kid from a Christmas one Christmas movie thirty years ago? Why does he get a star?" And I'm like, "Oh." The oh, slander. Two Christmas movies. Two Christmas all, movies. The sequel uh, a little, a, a little movie called My Girl that anybody of our generation. Mm. You mention bees, I mean, you get a yep. reaction. I'm not going to spoil the movie mm. for you, but bees. Uh, yeah. Richie Rich. He had. Oh, he had like a five years of bangers. Bangers. Yeah. Come on, come on. And then his breakout going turning into adult roles. Party monster. Yeah. Yes. Which is why I was wow. very confused that why was- Natasha Leone was giving a speech at his his star his this, this unveiling. Mm. I'm like, oh, they were in that movie together, and it delights me that they're really yep. good friends. That makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it really warm my She's heart. She's delightful. <laughs> they they went. He he really leaned into it. He owns that 
for the rest of his life, he is going to be Kevin McAllister. I don't like when um, stars who have a huge role turn their back on it and don't like it mm-hmm. mentioned. Like they at least acknowledge it. So he brought on to give the speech um, Catherine O'Hara. Mrs. O- mm-hmm. Mrs. McAllister, his mom, and her her mm-hmm. speech was Home Alone two themed, yeah. which this is so exciting for me. And you know, I'm usually dead inside. Like these, I was uh, like, she was like, "Thank you for including me here today as your fake mom who left you home on Christmas, not once <laughs> but twice." And like, <laughs> they really all I wanted her to do to end her speech was go s- grab her face and go, Kevin. <laughs> she stopped short of that, but I thought it was cool. It was it was also very funny that these same people, and not even all the same people that like didn't realize that he was a bigger star than just Home Alone, are the number of people mm-hmm. that were just shocked by his voice because so many people just remember yeah. him as a kid; they don't remember him as an adult. So there was there were entire Twitter threads being like, "That's what he sounds like," and there were a mm-hmm. lot of people were like, "He sounds just like Kieran Culkin." Well, no shit. No shit he does. Yeah. Technically, Macaulay. Kieran sounds just like Macaulay. Right. <laughs> and slight fun fact, his wife was there, and we were talking about her last week. Um, it, Brenda Song, a.k.a. London Tipton from Sweet Life mm-hmm. of Zach and Cody. So that was... Seems yeah. delightful. I'm happy for them. I wish I could have gone. That's one. Like, I don't, I'm not into that stuff really, but that one, but it's good I didn't because I would have rushed the stage and been like, Kevin! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the sticky bandit. I'd be the pigeon lady. I mean, all those characters. I love that movie. <laughs> it's rare to see me get this excited about something so wholesome. You know what? That's actually true. <laughs> yeah. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, it is. All I need. Oh God, I could. I could. I can. Um, sometimes what I do when I'm in the airport is I do this whole thing. It really annoys like my friends and family. We'll be sitting at the gate, and I'll start ruffling through my backpack. And I'll be like, "Oh my God, wait, wait, where's my wallet? Wait, my wallet was in my bag. Kevin has my bag." Kevin had my wallet. I do the whole scene from the airport in Home Alone 2, and it takes them a minute to realize. You've got dad jokes. I I appreciate that. Going all in. Yeah. Gosh. You really missed your calling. (laughs) You still got time to be a dad. So please make it happen just for us. To be, yeah, to be an upper middle class 90s TV movie dad, that's pretty much Mm -hmm. my gauge. I, I, I gauge all, I judge all wealth by the Banks family and Fresh Prince. <laughs> yep, as one should. That, that's peak for me. <laughs> Speaking of wealth and Bel Air and such, um, Balenciaga Ooh. came to town this week. They to LA. sure did. Good God. They did a fashion show in the middle of the street. I mean, so you had, you had, a, obvious A-listers who are famous for their Balenciaga, like 
Kim Kardashian and all the Nicole, Nicole Kidman was there. And then um, some like kitchen rat scurried past security and she hopped on a seat. Lisa Rinna was there. <laughs> so <laughs> don't forget that the, the bell of the ball was uh, Miss Salma Hayek whose husband yeah. is the CEO of the company that owns Balenciaga. So that's mm-hmm. the biggest, that that's the flex. That's the, Kim, that's cute. Yeah. Kim Kardashian, it's cute that you're here. My husband owns this fucking company. Yeah, same company. Yeah. Summer Hayek's husband owns Balenciaga, Gucci, Maitley. They are rich. But they did. What did they do? It was like a collaboration they, with Errol Wong. They've done a, yeah, uh, collab, mm-hmm. which, uh, I don't. I saw it referred to in like the Hollywood Reporter, or, or I think it was Hollywood Reporter, where they refer to Erewhon as the world's most expensive grocery store, which it mm. probably is. But that that is totally something that Erewhon would lean into. Like they want you to know that they're the most world's most expensive grocery store. Mm. And I I think they're only yeah. LA, right? There, I don't think it's a. They even go out. Maybe maybe Orange County. I'm not sure, but I've only seen them like a couple in L.A. It's a very it's a very L.A. thing. Yeah. And the, the fact that they collaborated mm-hmm. with them is funny because Balenciaga is known for like the Kardashian. As of late, I mean, they're an older brand than that, but they're known. They're the they made those outfits that Kanye dressed Kim in and that Kim wears and all that stuff. And then so they had it in the middle of the street in L.A. or like Beverly Hills, and then they collaborated with the bougiest grocery store possible here mm-hmm. under what is it a cold pressed juice it is well uh, they, they they made Erewhon. merch there's balenciaga by erawan merch uh that range for it's like mugs and hoodies and hats and they range from 425 dollars to 1200 dollars because of course you want mm. a grocery yes. stores market you know branded on it and yeah they have their juice which is um the 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 juice is apple lemon ginger cinnamon organic maple and charcoal and if you see photos of it it's the charcoal that stands out because it's jet black it looks gross tasty it reminds me of real housewives of new jersey when the boys on the show started Mm -hmm. their black water business and everybody was like what it's black water that Mm. went far too (laughs) It reminds um, me. That reminds me of out of Africa <laughs> when one of the guys is dying and he's like, "My water's turned black," and I'm like, "Ah, no." <laughs> I, I was surprised though. I looked it up because now I'm kind of like, "Well, if I'm in the area, I won't." It's obviously going to be. Um, I looked it up on social media. Anyone who could grab one of these Balenciaga Erewhon juices has because it's total clickbait. I mean, it's just one of those trending yeah. TikTok IG things. But I was surprised it's only $14. It's well, That's less than the CMOS yeah. gel stuff I mean, that they, people drink Erewhon from there. charges about almost $25 for a rotisserie chicken they, to give you a gauge compared to, say... They charge $25 for a gallon of milk. I was going to say that they have, the, they have the smoothie bar where they're about... 20, yeah. Like $25 is their price basement. That is as yeah. low as that yeah. fourteen-ish, especially to combine with Balenciaga yeah. for fourteen. That's shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a bargain. Now it's almost like we have to do it. But they have like hundred-dollar salads there. Mm-hmm. Like no joke. Like see, that Seamoss shit. I think forty-six dollars. 
They, they got some, so they, like, is, what? they got some good soups though. They got some fire soups. They're mulgatani. Mul- good stuff. It's like twenty bucks, but it's good. <laughs> you miss it. You I miss do. it. Why don't you come back here? Come uh, you on. know what? I was going to come back so for your much. birthday, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> well, you know, you should tell me about. There's still time. Yeah, that's true. I still got one more spot. All right. <laughs> I think it is a good gimmick though for Erewhon because obviously this is now it's internationally known. Tourists are now going to flock. Like say yeah. mid 2000s, tourists would go to Kitson or Sprinkles Cupcakes. Now Erewhon is the place you're going to like be on Rodeo and you're going to see tourists walking with an Erewhon shopping bag and at $14 it makes it an it's accessible and like a souvenir. I mean, I'm tempted now and I don't like, yeah. And you also, you've got like what I know as like the original Erewhon, but I don't know if that really is the original Erewhon, but the, the one by the Grove Mm -hmm. on, Mm -hmm. on Beverly Boulevard. And so it's right next to CBS television city. It's right next to the Grove. It's in a very like kind of tour, one of the touristy areas Mm -hmm. of LA. And so it's very popular. People will definitely go to that. And then of course you've got great ones in Santa Monica and Venice and, uh, palisades and you, then you've got some in the valley and stuff like that but yeah yeah Be- definitely the, the beverly hills one's a pretty nice scene yeah right, scene it's like, is correct yeah that's what it, it's a scene mm-hmm. hard to tell people apart because they're all very similarly dressed and botoxed and it's a vibe yep. they've really expanded over the last few years oh like, yeah 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 I was, I was going to say, you know what? I was like, it's because Chris Jenner invested in them, but I'm not, that's health nut. The salad, you know, the salad, <laughs> oh, um, brand salad they're place, always yeah. eating. On the, it's a little storefront salad bar in Woodland Hills that the Kardashians have been eat, famously eating that, those mixed salads you see in their kitchen like every episode. Um, it's expanding around LA now. <laughs> it's because Chris Jenner actually bought a share of the company. It's so like That's identifiable good, with them. They're good. I didn't. Okay. I was teaching at a spin studio in Woodland Hills, like part time. And so I would go, I would have need to get something to eat. And so I found that place just by Googling it, but I don't, I didn't watch the Kardashians. So I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't watch the uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. And so I went to that place and then I was there a couple of times. And then I mentioned it to somebody and they were like, Oh, that's what's on the Kardashians. And I was like, what? And so, yeah, there was like, and there was one time and I was like, I think I was sitting there eating with my back just because there was a bunch of commotion. I think it was Chris coming in there and getting some food, but like not with cameras or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, eh, whatever. I don't care. I'll watch yeah. the show. But they're good salads. I liked them. And they're very nice too. Very nice people. Mm-hmm. So it was yummy. Anyway, uh, I I hope that they open up a health nut near me either here in hollywood or in studio city that would be awesome because i would eat yeah i think it's on their web so i'll have to look stock it it up right now the grand opening gala as we move on to the like next topic i'm gonna look that up Brittany. speaking of momagers and uh parentagers and questionable family relationships Brittany's back with lynn spears yeah. Well, for, those two are like Kim and Croy. 
get let's check back in next week. <laughs> Lynn's come out. How many times has Lynn that come is. out to visit in like the last year? And everybody's like, oh, it's thought their relationship's thawed. And then all of a sudden they, well, let's be honest. Brittany seems kind of impulsive. She seems like she changes her mind quite often. Her no stable legend. But the the, the reason that Lynn absolutely stable legend, <laughs> stable legend. I that's my new favorite. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the reason Lynn was in town is because Brittany celebrated a birthday this weekend. Uh, 40, 42 years old. Which, um, mm-hmm. if anybody of a certain age, I've used that term a lot this episode. Uh, she was seventeen when "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" came out. So mm-hmm. we're old. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, evidently she had some big blowout on her on her forty well for her 42nd. Uh there it involved a trip to the ER for her dog, which mm-hmm. given that history is always scary. And then ended with what with, happened to her dog? With, ended with our favorite, which is um somebody Brittany or somebody in her orbit uh walking around a convenience store barefoot. Right, probably yeah. brought us way, brought us back. Who's her manager? Who's yeah. her manager, Kate? When when TMZ posted the pictures of Brittany coming out of the gas station or whatever it was, I was the first thing I zoomed in on was her feet because that's so iconically Brittany walking barefoot through a gas station or a convenience store in in the middle of the night, looking kind of stressed. I mean, that's classic two thousand seven Brittany, but no, she had shoes on. Her manager did it. Cade. It rubs off. It rubs off. Yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, you, it's not like I'll be like, oh, I'm so glad they're starting a new page. Because like you said, um, every few months we think her and her family are reconciling. Um, and, then some, and then we log into Instagram and then we see some posts about how when Brittany was seven, Lynn stole her cabbage patch doll and fed it to the wolves. And now she, <laughs> so who yeah. knows? Well, Lynn also got some press even before the people knew she was in town because a few days before they f- folks got her uh, photos of her shopping at dollar general and people mm. were kind of dragging her online for that. I don't know why dollar general is awesome. Uh, you two still have not watched the John Oliver piece about Dollar No, stores. I did. I watched okay. it. That's fine. I watched it. I'm not saying I shopped there. I prefer you not to have my... You just don't care. <laughs> I prefer not to have my bubble burst, so I like to live in my own little, like... My own little version of reality. And I like the candy selection for when I'm... It's great, too. Uh, those dollar kind of stores, like um, Dollar Tree... Um, they have tons of candy, like all the kinds, like, you know, like movie theater candy, all kinds. And it's like, you're not going to see anyone there. You might know who's knowing that you're going home to eat like 4,000 calories worth of sugar under, under your covers and fall asleep, then wake up surrounded by wrappers and shame. Is is this a hypothetical (laughs) or are we talking about somebody in particular? It's not very, okay. It, it, nothing I've ever done. No, nothing I do the, once in a while. All of our Dollar Tree store employees who listen to this will be on the lookout for one of the three of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, who buys what else is there? Candy? 
Let, okay, I'm just putting it out there. Fingers crossed. Let's see. Maybe it should be a poll. Will Brittany and will Brittany and Lynn's reconciliation make it to Christmas, through Christmas, into the new year? I mean, it could be any time. But the time we finish recording, they could have had a blowout fight. You never know. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I'm thinking. They'll get through Christmas, but not through the New Year. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my yeah. prediction. That's what I'm going to put money on. Um, Same. Well, there's another there's another relationship to bet on, and that is the Golden Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that stuff. So I I watched the first episode, and I went to like a viewing party at my friends. It was a lot of fun. It was cute. And but I haven't haven't watched it since. No, I watched the second episode too. But then I haven't watched it since. But a Hollywood Reporter article came out about basically how Gary spelled Jerry, which I just I have problems with. I have problems when your name is spelled one way and pronounced mm. a completely different way, and it's not because you come from like a different language. Do you know what I mean? Like. It's like, no. I'm going to start calling you Stacky. Stacky, it's good. No, 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 you can't. I got, that was, nope. I'm not going to go into oh, this. That's, and I, I didn't know. I just was like trying to think of all the names I could obviously change. Nope. I won't trigger you. Um, it's your birthday week. That is triggering, yes. <laughs> don't take me back to, don't take me back to middle school, please. No. <laughs> so, Gary, spelled Jerry. He he basically is like every other bachelor we've ever had, and I and I I'm not trying to say that necessarily in a mean way because I don't think he's a bad person. But what this this article showed is that this man they're saying that he hasn't like he's like I haven't been on a date in six years since my wife died. Well, apparently that's bullshit. He's dated a couple of women. In fact, he had a he had a like almost two year long relationship with one woman where she actually lived with him. Hmm. And so he's had relationships and it's somewhat of a, how much is this of him, you know, whitewashing his past? How much is this of ABC whitewashing his past and not really whitewashing, but just kind of making him seem more perfect than he really is. I think it's a, I mean, there's, he certainly could have hidden some of this stuff. They do pretty, See, the thing is, is every so often they get caught with a like a bachelorette or a bash, not usually the main, but like somebody else on the show has like something horrible in their past. It ends up getting released. But um, otherwise, they, they do pretty intense background checks. So it's almost like mm. they probably knew a good deal of it and were kind of kind of shaping the narrative. Um, and then if they get mm-hmm. busted, if something comes out, then it's, it's more press for them. Like that's like a few years yeah. ago, there was that, uh, I think it was on the bachelor and one of the women who like one of the final women, I think like some super racist stuff from like her college years came out and like, oh, it was yeah. like, how did ABC not see this? And it's like, well, maybe they did. And this is good for ratings. Um, but yeah, they, mm-hmm. they totally, you know, they built this, this Gary Jerry, um, like he was this sweet 72 year old widower, um, well, like mm-hmm. you said, yeah, said he hadn't had a date and I mean, his wife passed away. I don't know how long ago, but yeah, it turned out he had been in several relationships and, and evidently not only in several relationships, this one that he, woman he lived with, he treated her terribly. Like the whole facade, yeah. like he, 
Um, oh, he would when they moved in as as a relationship moved in. He immediately said, "We're going, you know, we're splitting all all bills and things," which that's fine, whatever. But then he would part of like this, I guess, toxic masculinity. He would split dinners with her when they went out to restaurants, but he would have she would have to basically pay her half secretly so that when the server brought the bill, he was seen paying for the whole thing, even though she had already paid her half. So, and she's like, yeah, he just, she basically admitted he just wanted to be the man about it. So I paid secretly Mm -hmm. and then he made a show of paying the whole thing. And, and then he, Mm -hmm. uh, he basically, the reason he broke up with this woman is because it was time for his high school reunion. And he thought she had gained a little bit of weight. So he said, I'm not taking you to the reunion until you lose 10 pounds. And that was the end of the- This guy sounds like a catch. Oh, no. Do we even know if his wife passed? Oh, God, I hope so. Yes. I mean, I hate, okay, I hate saying God, I I hope so, but God, I hope that's true. Um, And then Mm -hmm. he also lied that, like, the whole show has built him up to be a a retired restaurateur, which Mm -hmm. technically is true- in that he owned a franchise of drive-in restaurants in the 80s called, um, I think it was Mr. Quick. It was like a burger place. And he owned those like up until like 1985. So technically that is a restaurateur, I suppose. But he has, since in that time, he's worked all kinds of other jobs. Um, so, you know, they were just pick, they were like cherry picking parts of his past to, to you know, to build up. Uh, my thinking with this is, like you said, it's good publicity for the show. Do you think by doing the Golden Bachelor, it's a little softer on the drama, perhaps a little le- a little less? And I don't know what the ratings are like. But maybe ratings are like, the ratings no, are incredible. Not- like the, from the from they said that it was I, it's such a complicated metric that I saw, but like on it was one of their highest rated Bachelor Bachelorettes, like on Hulu mm. cuz it streams on Hulu it was just some really weird yeah. metric but it it's ranks very high people and i think that's part of the reason why abc was sort of creating this character is cuz casting for this one had to have been hard because you, yeah cuz cuz you come with so much baggage when you get i mean honestly when you get to your 30s you already have plenty of baggage i can't imagine when you get to your like 60s and 70s you've got you've got baggage and you've got stuff and you're very imperfect and and people want the perfectly imperfect on these TV shows. You can't be too perfect, but you can't, you can't have a lot of like some, like you can't ever admit to like having therapy or trauma, but you've got, but you can't admit to working on yourself and mm. working through your past. If that makes sense. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So it's like, mm. it's kind of interesting how, we want to talk about stuff, but we don't want to talk about it. We want to hear it, but we don't want to hear it. And that's and that that comes from us, the viewers. It comes from also, you know, the the, the networks and production companies mm-hmm. too. It's it's like it's it's the chicken or the egg, you know. Well, in my opinion. Well, they also just. I mean, that's so hard to cast because they the the main. I mean, you cast in reality. The main thing you want to ha- have is is this man likable? Like, is he somebody you want to root for? Like, so, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, they're like, we don't want somebody to, we don't want them, like the audience to root for this guy in like a grandfatherly way. Like, oh, I hope he finds love. He's like a sweet grandpa. We want that. But if you were also an attractive man, that would also help. Because now the young people are like rooting for him in a 
oh, I hope he finds love, but also like, yeah, that's a good looking man. And that would have been hard for ABC mm-hmm. to cast. In reality television, you still are looking for a leading man, leading woman type of energy. And especially like in dating shows too. Kind, like kind of want- like, a, like, like soap opera actors. Like soap opera actors can be older, but they have to be like handsome or yeah. pretty. Like, yeah. And I just mean- They, they, they still also- don't look normal. It's it's one of these things where they need to be conventionally attractive people with some some amount of charisma. Usually, at least for men, tall women. Mm-hmm. You know, usually I would say between probably uh, five three to like five six. You know, but also petite in the in the like slender sense, um, and but have a have a charisma about them that carries them that they know that they are not second best that they are not mm-hmm. the character actor here and that's because there's a different energy there are some people who have that leading leading man leading woman type of energy even just in real life and then you know so like they talk there's there's a lot of talk recently about main character energy mm-hmm. truly you can be the main character of your own i am the main character of my own life but i don't know if i necessarily bring leading woman energy to like a, i wouldn't necessarily bring that to a dating show mm-hmm. i got a couple of friends that i know that they if they got on a on a reality tv show on a dating show like that they would have it now i would have leading uh leading woman energy for a different type of like reality show, if it was like a house show or something like that, oh, I, I could bring that shit. But mm-hmm. but I have so I don't want to because I I like myself too much. So, um, but yeah, but also it's so hard to cast men in general because men will not put themselves up for these shows. Um, they don't want to do it. They're kind of scared. Be they have so many options, especially for a man at this age. Like they have so many options and there's also so few of them that are alive too. So it's like to find one that's alive, that is single, it's not taken, who is decent looking, like maybe he would need some veneers or something like that, you know, but it's general, it is, it's very tough. So, you know, I think, I think the main part is just really the trying to make him seem like a, the job thing isn't as big of a deal but I think it really is the relationship stuff is like, I think you should have been able to say he's dated a little bit, but, but everybody wants the fantasy. They want the, the, and bachelor and bachelorette sells you a fantasy. And that's the job. It's like a Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. Ish. Ish. Have you seen SNLs? With with sex? Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't happen in Hallmark movies. You get, you get one, one peck on the lips under the mistletoe in the um, gazebo in the Christmas candy cane town center. Well, the mayor who's also the baker and the coffee shop owner applauds. Yeah. And they're, they're all Ken dolls and Barbie dolls down there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, if you guys want to make our Hallmark Christmas dreams come true, you know how you could help? Rate, subscribe, review, and follow Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Also, of course, head on over to Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok where you can find Pretty Corrupt Podcast and our individual accounts. Make sure to share with Santa Claus, his mistress, 
the elves, their union organizer, whoever it might be, <laughs> the North Pole <laughs> Reckoning. And of course, we're two episodes, so this is PCP Pop Culture. If you haven't listened yet, make sure to head on over to PCP Bravo Breakdown. Till then, see you next episode. Like we do it.